Do you have a true story you want to see featured on this channel? Send it my way as theravendreams.com slash submit or check the links down below and thank you. Every morning since last year, my department holds a meeting at 8am through WebEx instead of in person because of precautions due to COVID. At around 7.30am, right now, I head downstairs to use the bathroom and have a pre-meeting smoke to mentally prepare myself slash unwind. It's usually around this time frame that my manager walks past me, 10 feet to my left, opens the door and goes up the stairwell leading to our offices. Friday morning was no different than any other day. Everything was normal. Out of the corner of my eye, I see my manager walking in, so I walk toward him. I say, Hey, good morning, Joe. He returns the greeting, says what's up. I take another drag and flick my cigarette so I could walk up with him. He opens the door, and as he does this, I take a couple of steps to grab my water bottle so I can walk in with him and pre-discuss the plan of the day. I stopped the door from closing completely, but when I walked in, he wasn't in sight. I started walking up the steps, four floors, and I stopped to hear if he's in the stairwell too, because I couldn't hear him. There was no sound. When I got to the top and into the office, his door was closed. I asked my coworker, Hey, is Joe in there? as his door was already closed. She tells me, No, he's not in yet. I looked at her confused and asked if she was sure, and she confirmed that he wasn't. He would have to walk right past her to get into his office, and she would have noticed. So, I turned the knob of the door, and I opened it to a pitch-dark office and no Joe. Confused, I walked to the window and his truck wasn't there. At this point, I'm at a loss, so I go back and ask her again if she's sure or if I'm crazy. She laughed and asked why. I told her that I just saw Joe and that we'd had a brief discussion slash encounter downstairs. She swears up and down that he has not been in and he won't be for a while, as he's in the meeting on the other side of campus. I said, Linda, I'm telling you, I just saw him, and I spoke to him. Green flannel shirt, jeans, he was carrying an open toolbox and had a package on his arm. I swear, I just saw him. The morning meeting went on. Joe wasn't involved. I sat there confused, but accepted that Maybe I'm making things up and maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I'm tired and I'm just used to that being the normal. But I know that I saw him and spoke to him. 45 minutes later, I'm at the printer between Linda and Joe's office and the door at the top of the steps opens up and in he comes. I turned and looked and 
I wish I could have seen the look on my face. He walks up and says his usual, Good morning, good morning, what is up? And Linda looks at me and says, Look at your face. Joe, look at him, he's pale white. I couldn't believe it, and now Linda could see it on my face. I was confused and shocked. Joe laughs and asks what's going on. Enthusiastically confused and scared, I asked, Joe, did we have a conversation about an hour ago at the bottom of the steps? He looked at me confused and explained that he was on the west shore in a meeting at that time, and then he stopped for donuts on his way over here for the office and the crew out on the floor. He looked right at me, wearing a green flannel shirt that I've never seen him wear before, blue jeans, a black toolbox, and a white box of donuts tucked under his arm. He laughed it off and went about his morning routine. I stood there in disbelief. Linda stared at me confused and in dismay. It bothered me all morning and afternoon. I felt off as I went home. Later on that evening, I decided to pour a drink. I had one and decided to take the elevator downstairs and have a smoke outside. When I was done with the smoke, I disposed of it properly and turned around to let myself back in the building. As I turned around, I swear I felt everything slow down immensely. And I remember saying out loud to myself, Something is wrong. What is wrong with me? And I slowly dropped down to the ground and took a knee. Everything felt off. I stood up slowly, thinking of who I should call. I just didn't feel right. As I slowly stepped toward the door, everything sped back up to normal, and I felt completely fine. I'm not really sure what to make of any of this, and to be honest, I haven't felt right since Friday morning. Any thoughts? Because I'm at a loss. It feels like wherever I'm at in the moment, I'm not. Like I'm in a dream or something. Nothing feels normal. Walking, conversations, people seem different and... Everything feels slower. I remember a possible glitch in the Matrix from my childhood. I was about six or seven years old back then, and to be honest, to this day... I'm not sure if what happened was some kind of paranormal event or my imagination and perception playing tricks on me. But to me, that's what makes this even more uncanny. The not being sure. As a kid, I used to go to these mountain trips with my father, brother, and uncle's family. Since my memory of that trip is pretty blurry, I don't remember where it happened or what was that place, but... I remember how it looked. 
The terrain was pretty flat and samey. All around large rocks about the size of a van. Even as a child, I could easily climb them. Short grass, small trees, and bushes. Naturally, I would climb every rock that I saw and look around. This is when I noticed something strange. In the distance, I saw a small rock shaking chaotically in a round, perfectly pitch-black spot on the ground. The rock was mostly in the middle of the spot. It was like it tried to escape and was instantly drawn back to the middle. I was confused. What could that even be? It was pretty far away, so... I tried to focus my vision to make out what the hell am I looking at, but it was like trying to make out the letter during an eyesight test. And this is the point where you can't figure out what letter you're looking at. I decided to call someone so they could look at it and help me figure it out. Adults didn't really feel like climbing the rock, and I don't think they took me seriously, so... I called my older brother. He climbed the rock, and I showed him what I was seeing. However, my brother didn't see it. I asked him to focus and look closer, but he just couldn't spot it. He ended up thinking that I made the whole thing up and left. From the beginning, I had a plan in mind. The black hole was on the ground, and it was surrounded by bushes and trees, so I knew once I climbed down, I would lose sight of it. So I decided to remember the general direction of that shaking rock, climb down, and go there. But I didn't want to execute this plan. Somehow, I knew. Once I lost sight of that rock, I'll never see it again. Maybe that was just my fear, that I won't find it, I will lose it, and never find out what that was. That was exactly what happened. Once I ran out of options, I climbed down and started walking. I looked around, but saw nothing out of the ordinary. Eventually, I gave up. I decided to go back to the large rock that I had went from, and I climbed it again. Once I did that... I looked for that shaking rock, and it was gone. I no longer saw it. I still remember the feeling of confusion and disappointment, the feeling of knowing that I will have to let go, and I will never know the truth behind that shaking rock. The only thing I could do was just forget about it. But the memory of this event has stayed with me to this day. This happened many years ago in college, but I still remember it vividly as if it happened yesterday. To this day, I have zero explanation for what I witnessed. I had just finished a workout at my school's gym, and per my usual routine, I would go to the men's locker room and wash my hands before heading home. I go into the locker room, and there's another kid that I don't know finishing up washing his hands 
and heading over to the wall-mounted hand dryer. I walk over to the sink, and as I'm washing my hands, I casually just look up at the kid through the mirror. Something compels me to keep staring at him, and after a few seconds, I see his eyes turn white and roll up into his head, and he collapses onto the ground. I remember the smack of him hitting the ground vividly. I remember feeling the ground shake vividly. I even remember him wearing a white and red t-shirt with black sweatpants. I immediately run out of the locker room to the front desk of the weight room, which is literally 10 feet away, and inform two trainers, one male, one female, that some kid just passed out in the locker room. Instinctively, they bolt to the locker room even before I finish my sentence. I even remember thinking, is she allowed to go in there? I run in right behind them. The whole sequence of events from when the kid hit the ground, really hard, I must emphasize, and when the trainers and I ran back to the locker room was less than 10 seconds. To my complete shock, as we storm into the locker room, he is standing there, drying off his hands as if nothing happened. It didn't look like he was getting up, he was standing there normally, as if he had been doing so for the past 15 seconds. The trainers, looking confused as hell, it's a small locker room so they could see that no one was passed out in there. Look at me and I run up to the kid. Dude, you just passed out. I saw you. Uh, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, no, I didn't. I saw you did. Like, did you forget or something? At that point... The trainers step in and start asking him questions. I, completely confused, befuddled, and embarrassed, skulk out of there and just walk home. I didn't sleep, replaying the event over and over again, trying to understand what I saw. I thought maybe it was a prank of sorts, but even then, for him to get up so fast would have been tough. He was not athletic-looking at all, and the way he hit the ground did not appear acted or planned. Furthermore, this was solid concrete flooring. I would think it would be impossible to fake a fall like that with such a loud impact and not be injured. Anyways, to this day, I have no explanation, other than I must have somehow stepped into an alternate dimension where this kid had a seizure or something, and when I stepped out of that locker room, I snapped back into ours. I discovered this subreddit only recently, so I felt like I should share this here. I'm a hardcore skeptic, and I just read the stories that all of you post for entertainment purpose, only as, in my opinion, there could be a hundred totally 
logical reasons before anyone can conclude that some paranormal glitch in reality took place. Something very odd happened a few years ago, and whenever I think about it, I just get uncomfortable as I'm not able to reason it out properly. I was gazing through my telescope. It was around 10.45 to 11 p.m. Whenever I do telescope gazing, I make my terrace pitch black so that I'm able to get a clear view. Anyways, I was completely alone. Everyone was downstairs. I had been there since 30 minutes or so, finding the perfect angle to view Jupiter. So, I have different types of lenses that I keep interchanging. There's a 10mm, 20mm, and a 25mm. I keep all of them in a bag that lays beside me whenever I'm using the telescope. So, yeah. My eye was in the eyepiece, and I was reaching out to the bag to take out another lens. But I wasn't able to get a hold of it. It was weird at first, because I had been doing that for the prior 30 minutes. I came out of the telescope and tried to find my bag, but I wasn't able to. And this is the part that scared the crap out of me. And I kid you not, I'm getting goosebumps while writing this out. I was sort of sitting down, one knee on the ground, and trying to find the bag left and right. And at that exact moment... A lens fell in front of me, from my backside. I completely froze. It was as if someone had thrown it. I'm saying this because it wasn't like it rolled over and then came in front of me. It was literally like someone threw it, and then it came bouncing. And I'm mentioning it specifically that it was thrown from behind, over my head and it had force that conveys that someone threw it deliberately. Well, obviously, I had an adrenaline rush, and I ran as fast as I could. I immediately bolted away and came sprinting downstairs. My heart was pounding. I was out of breath, but then I calmed myself down and started rationalizing it. And honestly... It's been six years since this happened, and I'm still not able to figure out how it happened. There was no one else. My entire family was downstairs. The door to the terrace was on my left. I would have known if anyone had entered. And to this day, whenever I set up my telescope, I always start thinking about this strange occurrence. I did my undergraduate from Tamil Nadu in India. I'm originally from Delhi, so I was staying in a hostel. The hostel was kind of in an underdeveloped area, so there is no good connectivity. To get to any place, we had to walk to a bus stop 15 minutes there, and then we had to wait for about 15 to 20 minutes for any bus to arrive. 
I used to go at least once a week for four years, but one day, during my final year, nothing unusual happened. But then one day, I noticed there was a temple in front of the bus stop, which I hadn't noticed for the past three years. The temple was partially hidden by trees, so I told myself that maybe I needed to pay more attention to my surroundings. But I was curious about that temple, so that evening, I asked my roommate about the temple and how I hadn't noticed it for the past three years. My roommate was kind of taken aback, and told me that there is no temple in front of the bus stop. I was shocked, so I asked a few more people in the hostel, and apparently, no one seemed to know anything about that temple there. Surprised, I went back to the bus stop with my roommate, and to my shock, that temple was no longer there. Maybe it was a figment of my imagination, or a hallucination due to summer heat, but every time I went to the bus stop, I would look at the empty space where I saw the temple, but would find nothing. But wait, it doesn't end there. After our exams were over, we were heading back to home for vacations. This time, my roommates and I pulled a cab. While crossing the bus stop, I instinctively looked at the spot where the temple was, and guess what? The temple was there. My roommate verified. That day, we were in a hurry, so we could check it, and we went home. It's still not done yet. My roommate returned to the hostel a few days before me. He called me in a panicked tone that that temple was again no longer there. When I went back to the hostel, I noticed the spot in which we saw the temple, and it was again empty. I never saw that temple again. Just to add, I called it a temple, but I'm not sure about that either. It has some features of a temple, like the design and the arch, but it was painted in light orange, not saffron, something I have never noticed before. Also, I didn't see any entrance, although I had only seen the part of the temple facing towards the bus stop, so I can't be sure about that. I just got done throwing up. This stuff is still creeping me the hell out, and honestly, I want to question everything about the reality that we all live in. Maybe our lives are a simulation, or maybe I'm blowing a mere coincidence out of proportions. This morning, at 0200 hours, I heard an extremely loud scream and a glass knocking over downstairs. I woke up extremely tired, but still hurried down with my pistol lying on the side of my pillow. As I head down the stairs, I hear whimpering that sounds awfully familiar. I walk straight into the kitchen and I find nothing. 
and I make a right into the living room and see my little brother near the back door, lying on the floor holding his leg with a massive gash on his leg. I rub my eyes and place my gun on the bar table, and I try to approach him. Nick cried to me and told me to stay away, holding his hands out and covering his leg. I back up, and I noticed something was off. I can physically see that this thing is my little brother, but the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and soon snap me back into reality. The thought that comes to mind is that my little brother is in South Carolina. I'm currently in Alaska. How in the absolute hell did he get here, let alone on post? I snap back into the current situation and run back upstairs to call my mom, and I told Nick to sit still. He pleaded and replied, Hurry, it hurts. I grab my gun and I head up the stairs. As I call my mom and run back downstairs, he's gone. The broken glass, the blood, it's all gone. My mom answers after the first two rings, and she answers crying. Nicholas got into a motorcycle accident. He's fine, he just broke his leg and they're currently working on taking glass out of his leg. I stare off into a room of emptiness, and I begin to feel that urge of throwing up. I replied to my mom with, Okay, and I love you. And then I hung up the phone. And now, I'm here typing this story after thinking hours and hours, what the hell did I just witness? Was this just an extremely lucid dream? Did I jump realities, or was this a real doppelganger encounter? Whatever it was, it felt real, and I'm honestly scared out of my damn mind. That was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories, and I really do hope that you all appreciated it and enjoyed it. If you did, hit that thumbs up button, let me know which story was your favorite in the comments, and if you're new to the channel, consider hitting that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. You can also support the channel by following me on my social media platforms, or supporting over Patreon, Coffee channel memberships, all patrons and members get early access to my content like this. That said, let's move on to this week's Word of the Week. Uh, last week was Blithesome, and y'all made it very easy for me to choose the people I get featured, because there's only two of them, so... <laughs> First up, we have 242 Reads. As a child, we are very blithesome. As we grow older, we lose it. It seems a shame in some ways. I try to have blithesome moments still, but they are harder as I grow older. I narrate horror stories. I know what's in the dark. Which was awesome. Next up... Miamina. Word of the week. I followed him down the dark street in a seemingly blithesome manner. He didn't know he was being followed, nor was he aware of the hunger and need he was causing. It always amuses me when my prey seems so lost in themselves they don't recognize the danger coming for them. As he moved into the dark alley, I knew my hunger could wait no longer. The cloak of darkness led me to him, 
till he was within my grasp. With little resistance, he found himself giving himself to me as I started to feed at the end of the hunt. Really fun story there, Mia. Thank you for your entry on this week. I actually quite liked that. (laughs) So both of you, you're both amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. This week, we have the word plenitude. P-L-E-N-I-T-U-D-E, which is a noun meaning something which is full, plenty, or great in abundance, such as Raven always points out the plenitude of his content. The amount there is significant for someone who's only been doing this for 16 to 17 months. I don't know. Sounded good. (laughs) Anyways, thank you to everybody. I love y'all. Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well. Thank you.